Today we'll be sitting down with Worshipful Brother Don Campbell, immediate past master of Zeradetha. You're listening to The First Three Knocks, a Masonic podcast in the District of York, where we discuss topics for the betterment of Masonry. The opinions discussed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, brethren. Happy, uh, happy Easter Monday. Very excited to be sitting down with worshipful brother Don Kemble. And uh, brother Scovia, just going through this man's resume. Wow. Past master Zeradatha Lodge in Uxbridge. Past master Mount Sion in Toronto District. Mount Sinai Pillars. Mount Sinai Pillars. Yeah. Apologies. 100th year worshipful master as well. York District Committee Chair of the Cornerstone Program, member of the Bylaw Committee in York District, also esteemed chair of the Social Media Committee. <laughs> Very uh, fortuitous to have you here with us today. And also past president of the York District Wardens Association, Toronto Wardens Association, and also on two Grand Lodge Education Committees. My goodness, wonderful brother Campbell. <laughs> not past pro- uh, president of the York Wardens, unfortunately. I never had the oh, opportunity the to do that, the pleasure of doing that. But, uh, you know, considering the incredible work they do, I'm kind of glad that I'm not a part of it. They, uh, <laughs> they've got it well handled, and I can't see, wait to see where they're going with it. Well, we're very, uh, very thankful you're sitting down with us today. Of course, uh, Worshipful Brother Kemble is an aspirant for District Deputy Grand Master, so we'll be talking to him about his Masonic career, uh, some of the committee work that you're doing in the district, and of course, um, your hopes and aspirations for District Deputy Grand Master. So with that, um, really wanted to lean in a little bit to your Masonic career, and maybe you could share with us what, uh, what really compelled you to become a Mason. What a great question. Uh, you know, I have been thinking about that since I've been listening to the podcast. You know, I'm getting a sense of the questions you ask and thinking, okay, you know, what, what's going to, where is this going to go? Um, so it all started for me. I, I've always been um, around older men. My father was 50 when I was born. So I was raised among, uh, you know, guys in their 50s, 60s, 70s. And uh, I was working at a summer camp um, and I had my Masonic ring from my great grandfather, my, from my mother's side. And I met a, two great guys. One was uh, Right Warshall brother Michael Litvak, who's uh, out of Toronto Don Valley. And the other is um, brother Ray Coston out of uh, Richardson Lodge. And, you know, past uh, potentate of the shrine and the whole bit. And I found out later, after I befriending both of them, that they were actually vying for me. And the two guys were in a bit of a competition on which, <laughs> which one I would ask first. And I knew Ray was a Shriner, but I didn't realize that meant he was a Mason. And I ended up, I was at dinner with uh, right worship brother Michael Litvak, and I noticed his ring, and I said, hey, I've got a ring like that. You know, what can you tell me about it? And, uh, well, like almost everybody else has said, um, that was what started a great, uh, an even better friendship and uh, an incredible intro into to masonry. And so I joined Mount Sinai at the time. Um, I was there through their amalgamation, and uh, I remember I was sitting, working at my summer job, and... I got a phone call one morning, and I mean, I didn't usually get phone calls. I was not that important. And uh, it was Worship Brother Albert Hahn who said, so um, you're going to be master in a couple of years, and, and we think we'd like you to be master in our, in our 100th year. 
and that just bowled honor. me over. Yeah, what a big, uh, yeah. big honor. It was it was incredible, and that was that. I mean, I, I've been hooked. I, I was hooked before that, but yep. that series of events, that phone call, just made all the difference. And uh, get those special events that come back. through that Masonic career yeah. time, and to be a part of that, especially as sitting as a master at that yeah. point too. I mean, that could just. I can't imagine yeah. how amazing that would have been and felt. Well, and it's one of those things, you know, when you become master, you get uh, the grand honors and you have this whole night. And it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's meaningful. It's spiritual. It's wonderful. You know, just excellent. And then the grand master came back and he was there for our 100th. And we've got a full room, over 100 masons, and he, and he gave them to me again. Wow. Oh, what a difference. What like just the echo and, and <laughs> what a moment. And now, I mean, Zaradatha, we're steering down the barrel of 150 this coming year. Yeah. And it's just wonderful to see those two milestones with not so long in between them. So that's excellent. Well, and you've got a lot of experience with uh, milestones, it seems. <laughs> so that'll be a really excellent evening, I'm sure. I hope Zaradatha. so. Yeah, I hope you can make it. September 16th, boys. It is yeah. in. It is on the app. I, <laughs> I think know. it's already in the calendar. It's, on, I've, uh, it's, it's, it's in Facebook. Yeah. It's yeah. on the app, I believe. It's uh, pretty much everywhere that we need it to be at this point in time. So we're looking forward to it. And I think we've got to get tickets in advance because I'm pretty sure they're going to yeah, go Yeah, I saw, I saw the fast. note that you sent out that there's only 60 available, so we need to jump on that one. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't worry. I've already written you guys down. Right. Yeah, Perfect. It'll be 60 bucks. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Just along those same lines, maybe you could share with us, what, what are some of your fondest Masonic experience to date? Oh, that's a, another good one. Um, I've had just so many incredible moments. Um, definitely, I've, I've had the Grand Master three or four times as a, as a sitting master, um, and that has been incredible. I mean, we, we get so caught up in, in how you know, incredible this man is and, and his dignity and, and how much we respect him. And then he comes in and he's just a normal human being. Mm. You know, he's like anyone else. It's uh, like being in lodge with your DD. And I remember at first being a young Mason and uh, I went through, I think my fellow craft degree for our official visit. And so I, I had never seen anybody in Royal Blue other than the guys I knew. And then all these guys come in and it's this whole big thing. and You're feeling so nervous. <laughs> and you, it's the same when the Grand Master comes in, right? Yeah. But then he just talks to you and puts you on your ease and, and everything's great. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's, it's not just the lodge moments. It's been the, the non-lodge moments, um, running a, a, um, chip program and the basement of Zaradatha and having uh, some of the therapy dogs in and just getting, you know, 20 people through and, and just having a great time to talk with people from the community, um, being at the fall fair, um, being involved in the five district masters banquet, which is just an incredible event. And, you know, seeing that come together and seeing the same guys year after year from all of the different districts around Toronto and York, of course, and having conversations and friendships that, you know, happen months apart from each other. Yeah. Mm. And then I was down, uh, I'm a teacher, and I was out with a group of students down in Niagara, and I was at this, uh, this big event for all these kids, and this guy walks in, and sure enough, he's a Mason from Toronto, and I've known him for years. And we give each other a big hug, and all my kids are just staring at me like, <laughs> so how, impressed. How do you know somebody out here? What's going on? So it's it's those moments that have really captured me and have made me feel like this is where I need to be. Yeah. Um, it's not just the time in lodge, which I love, but it's those little moments outside of it, like this. Mm-hmm. This is this is going on the books as uh, one of my favorites for sure. I think uh, one of the things that uh, very worshipful brother Bruce Bellows has always said um, from the beginning of my uh, Masonic career up until this point is 
it's it's not the large moments like you said mm-hmm. is it's it's those long-lasting relationships you're going to make with someone you may not have even met and you're going to be lifelong true brothers yeah and uh, and i'm fortunate enough around here to say i've got a handful of those guys uh one that i'm sitting right next to today uh, a couple of them actually so it's amazing exactly like you said it's not just what happens within the meetings that we have and host it's it's all the others uh components that come outside of that as well so mm-hmm. that's that's uh, a great point to touch on sort of along the same lines as well who, who do you think has had the most impact on your masonic career who do you see as uh, really having touched you yeah that, i thought long and hard about this one coming in and uh you know obviously uh brother ray Costin and uh right Marshall brother litvak both of them were were around when i was a neophyte both of them were just so amazingly different in the way they looked at it they they to me they represent the difference between my two districts um right Warshall brother litvak is spot on on his work i i bet him one day um that he could do an entire entered apprentice degree by himself <laughs> and i think he could um, he's never done it for me yet but he's going to um, his work is excellent he's so poised and so put together and it got to the point going through the chairs down there that I didn't want to make a mistake because I didn't want to, you know, do that in front of the candidate, but I didn't want to do that in front of my mentor. (laughs) And so my my work is what it is because of him. Um, For Ray, it's the, you know, kind of that back settled, this is, this is what I do. It's that country lodge feel like you're, you're okay. You're accepted. You're going to do your best and we're all going to come out of this together. Um, But now I, I see it changing you know obviously in this district we have so many great guys to look up to um i've been working a lot with uh right Warshall brother joe whitmore of course with the bylaws committee and i mean there's a reason he's probably one of the most respected people in the district and mm-hmm. no one questions when he says when he gets up to talk everyone's listening everyone's there and you don't have to agree with what he says but the respect is there yeah mm-hmm. but for me i think the biggest impact has been the younger guys uh, you know i look at brother uh, Steve Sprott here and uh, brother Steve Laird. We have, we have the Steves in Zerida. Uh, we <laughs> win the, theme. we win the Going traveling gavel just we by getting the, the Steves out. Steve Knight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I look at these young guys who are serving on district committees, who are doing the work, who are coming out. Um, you know, Steve, we presented him with a name tag. I think he'd been out four or five times in the month after getting his entered apprentice degree. He was out and did work at a Masonic funeral. He came out and was doing work in an entered apprentice. You know, he's on this committee helping out. Uh, Gino, yourself, like just the work that you do. And, and it's these Masons who say, this is a good idea. Let's do it. And let's do it now. Let's get it done. Let's show that we can get things moving. And I, I really look up to you guys. Um, this is an incredible piece that you've put together. And, you know, all the work that's being done across the district. And we've got these young, eager, you know, passionate gentlemen right. in all of our lodges. And those are the ones that really have made the biggest impact on me. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think we're seeing a real shift going on in the district, certainly across the lodges. And, and it's very positive. It's very positive. I think it's pushing a lot of, a lot of Masons to open their eyes and, and listen a little bit. Um, it's, it's really been fantastic. And I would, I would echo those comments with it's really, really special. One of the things we discussed on previous episodes is, is some of the challenges faced in masonry. You know, we, we've all had them, we've shared them. Maybe you could give us a few insights from your Masonic career, some of the, the difficult times. You know, I, uh, 
I've listened to your podcasts and I, I'm always, when you ask this question, I'm sitting there, I'm just nodding and laughing <laughs> along. You know, I, I was telling you uh, a little bit earlier just about, uh, you know, about the family and, and having a, an incredibly supportive wife who's there. But there are times where it's, you know, well, that's not going to work. Um, in my case, you know, it, it's having the, the blended family with the kind of the older, um, you know, my father was 50 when I was born. My mom is now in her late 70s and she's on her own. My mother-in-law is, in her, is turning 80 in uh, January and she's on her own. So there's those kind of moments mm-hmm. um, that take you away from this. But at the same time, I find, of course, masonry helps prepare you for those times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's we're, we're, such, we're founded on such liberal ideas. And I think for me, I always run into trouble when you get into the disharmony in the lodge. Um, you know, I've, I've had to use my, uh, my good judgment about, you know, our agreements in, in the first degree and thinking about, am I, am I serving the harmony of the lodge by carrying on this conversation and being here? Is it a time where I need to invite someone to retire so that we can try to settle our differences amicably, which of course being happily affected, et cetera. Um, but, uh, you know, there's also those times where I've kind of put my face in my hands and, you know, why is this still going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the same time, as, as difficult as those moments were, um, while preparing for the emergent uh, district meeting, of course, right? And with the bylaws committee, and we have all this work and we're, we know some of it's going to get rough. Yeah. But at the end of the night, everyone was applauding and, you know, clapping each other on the back. And it's just... We're, we're all good again. Yep. So as, as difficult as the times get, I find it always comes back full circle, which is nice too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost by design. Yeah. Almost. Almost by design. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and you guys did a great job, by the way, um, the committee, the bylaw committee. You had a very uh, uphill, uh, uh, up mountain uh, <laughs> course to, to follow. And I think you guys uh, were very poised in making the suggestions you all made and and I think the brethren who attended, and it was very well attended, I think all of yeah. us were there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it was exactly as you said, very respectful. Uh, people raised their points. Some agreed, some didn't. But at the end of the night, we all walked away again as one big happy family. Yeah. And that's what it's all wow. about. And the work got done. And mm-hmm. the work got and done. The work yeah. got done. And that's the biggest thing, right? Trying mm-hmm. to get work done is always it can be a challenge because everybody's got to be on board. But yeah. we also understand that we're not having the same ideas. So... At least we got the work done, mm-hmm. and, and those are the tremendous achievements that we can say. Excellent yeah. work. So. Well, I, thank you, but I, I can't take nearly any credit for that. I mean, the, you look at the guys on that committee, and uh, just the incredible depth of knowledge and mm-hmm. the incredible background and their willingness to work together. Um, I thought it would be a lot more complicated, and sitting down with those guys... We all just kind of looked at each other and said, all right, let's get this done. And we, we expected, we started by planning a whole series of meetings. And then we were partly through the first one. We thought, well, we kind of have this <laughs> put together. Like, let's just bonus. Let's just finish it now. Like, it's amazing when you put that plan of action forward mm-hmm. and then you have like-minded individuals yeah. that want the same thing, mm-hmm. a finished product. Yeah. And then you just get it done. Well, and, you find a way. And it's keeping the end in mind, right? And yeah. that's, that's harmony in the district. And keeping that in the forefront of our minds made it easy to do the rest. Yep. Excellent. One of the things that uh, your lodge in particular has been very good at is attracting new members. And uh, I don't think it's a big yeah, secret <laughs> other than everybody would like secret? to know what you're saying. <laughs> but um, maybe you could uh, offer some advice. What advice would you give to new Masons? To new Masons, um, 
hang with it. Um, you know, just find, find someone, something that you're passionate about. Um, every time that I'm master, I make it a point that as soon as somebody's done a degree, the next degree that they're able to, they do something. Um, so even if we have a fellow craft and we're doing a master masons degree the next time, they do something to get the, like ask one question uh, in the examination before raising or something. I think it's important to get those guys to, to get their hand in. Um, we know that traveling is mm-hmm. huge and in Zeradatha for many years we didn't travel. Yeah. Uh, we started that up again and when you put seven guys or eight guys in a van and you're driving <laughs> all the way freaking out to True Blue, right? You're driving all the way to Bolton, it's a you know, seven, seven hour journey and you gotta stop three times to feed the dogs. You know? but, but it's just this incredible opportunity to chat and, and talk and we review the work. And so now you've got eight guys sitting around, maybe six of them are experienced and two are working on the degree work. And so they're at, what's that word? Can I run that line with you? And you know, like what happens in lodge, you have six prompters. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're very used to the prompting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, clever. It, but that's it. You know, as, for, as a new Mason, it's um, remember that Masonry will take whatever you want to give. And uh, the more you put in, the more you'll get out of it. And recognizing, you know, when I first got into Masonry, I hit it hard and I, I did as much as I could. And then I came to a point where I had to pull back. And that was great. Masonry accepted that and it let me pull back a little bit. And then I came back full force again and uh, it's, uh, it's just welcomed me with open arms. So you can't ask for more than that. Brilliant. Um, and that's, yeah, for younger guys, absolutely my advice. For lodges looking to attract younger guys, mm-hmm. um, well, things like this, right? Use the, meet them where they are, social media, meet them for coffee, get to know them, um, and the Cornerstone program. You know, I'm chair. I kind of have to prompt that, but uh, yeah, definitely. Maybe, maybe you could share a little bit yeah. of some of the, the chair committee work. Um, well, definitely in terms of the Cornerstone program, it's about looking at the lodges that are, are doing great things. And they're, it's not just meeting nights. Um, Zeradatha, we have our Friday fellowship, which one of our, actually our newest master mason is in charge of. So he was, he took this over as a fellow craft and now he's a master mason and he's been running this and he does a great job and he's been getting guys out from different lodges, getting um, brothers, getting friends out. And then of course that keeps yeah, going. Yeah, that's what triggers uh, it. It's like your perpetual friend to friend night. Isn't yeah, well, and that's that's what we've been doing. It's friend to friend nights. Like we had, we had a guy, uh, Worshipful Brother Tim Richardson used to stand up in Lodge all the time and he said, just remember, every brother here is a member of the membership committee and you should all be walking around with an application in your your wallet. You should all be out there. You know, if you know somebody, get them out. And I don't think enough of us took it seriously. Mm -hmm. And then we started doing these friend-to-friend nights and uh, we did a a friend-to-friend barbecue every June, um, our last meeting of the year and just brought families in, put on a movie for the kids and sat back and barbecued and had a few beers and oh, that was perfect. Yeah. And then it snowballed. And it, so the Cornerstone, that's what it's all about is those moments outside of Lodge. Um, cornerstone hits your, your Lodge work itself. It makes your Lodge work better. It makes your traveling better. And if you're following the program, you also are doing this stuff outside of Lodge. So it hits those three different angles. And then that's how you start to become more vibrant. Your guys want to be there more. You get better attendance at your meetings, which means then people are talking about it. They're talking about it with their friends. They're talking about it with their family, their coworkers. So then you start getting more interest and it goes from there. Um, and certainly being known around the district, being known a little bit at Grand Lodge, um, we pester them enough anyway for dispensation for various things. So, you know, then the emails start coming in from the website and it's like, oh, well, we know this guy, Don Kemble or Emilio Testa, let's send it to them and, yep. you know, they'll forward it to where it needs to go. And, you know, in Steve's case, 
Um, so Steve's, uh, I guess it's uncle, um, and I are members in a lodge together and, uh, well, friend of the family, not really. Family you, friend. Yeah, yeah, you call him uncle. Um, <laughs> and he called me up and he said, so, you know, this guy wants to, to join. Let's talk about it. And, you know, what, what lodge do you think would be a good fit? And so I gave him three or four lodges. And at the end of the day, he said, yeah. I think I'm going to suggest he joins Zeradatha. I'm like, well, that is the right choice, of course, but um, obviously the right choice. Yeah, obviously. But and and then you look where that's gone. So yeah, exactly. You can't uh, you can't say no to that kind of thing. Um, so and I guess the other committee, of course, is the social media committee. Right. I, I don't think I need to tell you guys about that. Um, we were we were joking earlier, Gino, that uh, you know this is your chance just to sit back in terms of the social media work, while the social media work itself is my chance to sit back. Um, you make me look so damn good, and I cannot thank you enough. The uh, the podcast, the uh, you know the Facebook, the Facebook, everything else has just been fabulous, and you're putting so much effort into it. Um, and I, I don't think there's a guy in the district who doesn't know about the successes we've had, and that's all you can ask for. You know, we're over uh, well over 100 members now on Facebook, 120, 130 members. Um, you know, we're getting podcasts. I think the last episode you said already has 97 views yep. um, from the podcast. We've got uh, close to 100 members. Um, in, for the app now, I mean, what more can you ask for? It just keeps growing from yeah. here. Not sure about Twitter. We gotta we gotta follow up on that <laughs> a little bit more. Um, but uh, I think we've got we've we've got it out there, and that's going to start attracting new guys. And I know um, I don't want to talk about it on the podcast, but let's just say we're not done yet, and mm. uh, we have at least one more big ticket item that I think is going to be very helpful. Um, and this is the cross crossing bridge bits. It's going to help uh, with your cornerstone. It's going to help with your friend of friends and it's going to help getting those new guys out to lodge. And that's, uh, that's what we want. Very cool. Well, we certainly see a lot of um, success coming from the work that's being done in this committee, primarily a lot of folks getting interested. I mean, that, that is the one that really stands out. We see a lot of people inquiring. We've seen it in our lodge and other lodges as well. And you know, the one that I really enjoy, Gino and I joke about it a lot is it eliminates a lot of excuses mm -hmm. in terms of information sharing. Yeah. And I mean, you probably know it better than anyone, the going to the secretary and have them disseminate information or I could easily access the information. And I think that's one of the real big benefits that, that certainly I've seen. And it comes right down to, oh, I don't know where that lodge is. Just click the button. Yeah. <laughs> it actually <laughs> brings your map up and tells you exactly door to door how to use. get there. So there are no more excuses out there, right? Yeah. And now it's just a matter of sharing all that information as promptly as we can and getting out there as early as we can. So um, the app has, uh, I think, brought that other platform and that other, other level because now as, a, as when we built it, um, all meetings went in. Now we just adjust what work is being done or Masonic education or anything like that. So really all the pieces are already put together. And, uh, and I, we get a lot of those questions. You know, it must have taken you forever to set it up. The truth of it is about two, three hours is what it took for the app. Because I remember you saying, it, you say, what, it's done? I'm yeah. like, yep, finished. We, we talked about it one night and you said, well, I think I think I've got, I can make that happen. And I said, okay. And then you invited me to something and like, this is just proof of concept. I'm like, okay, well, that looks great. And then the next day you're like, oh yeah, here's the done app. I'm like, wait, no, wait, no. You just proved your concept and now it's finished? John, like, what, what got me was in the proof of concept, yeah. I didn't put Zeradatha in because I just picked a couple of lodges. <laughs> and then Don came back with, well, where's Zeradatha? What about Zeradatha? Yeah. All right, so I was going to do it in three different uh, yeah. phases. And, and Zeradatha just happened to be, be at the, the bottom phase. of the yeah, alphabet. Of and course. I thought, 
if I do this in three different phases, I'm going to get that question over. So I'm just going to get it done. And again, it was about two, three hours of just a little bit of grunt work. But once one was done, the rest all flowed. So it was real easy. It's been a lot of fun to, to serve on this committee for this district. Um, even the, the Facebook group mm -hmm. of guys have been tremendous in the, in the very setup of it. And now what we're starting to see with them is them posting a lot of pictures and information. Mm -hmm. Cause that was the biggest, I think, caveat that we're trying to get around and, and over. It's like a lot of people are, Gino, I see you posting all this wonderful stuff. And I'm like, but you can too. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's it. I always tell people it's our app. It's yeah. our Facebook page. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm not, uh. I call myself a twit in the Twitter world because I have no <laughs> idea how that works, but our talented uh, producer here, Steve Sprott, knows exactly how it works, and he's been pushing that. Mm -hmm. Well, and I so, fake it. <laughs> <laughs> fake it till you make it, right? That's, it's that's the, the, all the, the trick. But again, it's been a pleasure to be on there, and uh, and I think, again, we, we need to also um, applaud uh, Right Worshipful Brother Scott Rickman, who saw that vision, mm -hmm. saw yeah. that that was a hole that needed to be filled, and uh, put the right people in place to get those things done. So it's, mm -hmm. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, and, and even he's very humble about that, right? He'll say, oh, no, but it wasn't really me. You know, it was approved by uh, the former DD. And, you know, but he really, he heard that that was something we were talking about. And he said, let's, let's go with it. And then, you know, you see where we, it took it, we were a bit of a slow start. And then we got to talking and got it all together. And uh, all it took was for me to knock my brains out. And all of a sudden, everything just works perfectly. So... <laughs> The, so you've done a lot of work, obviously, in the district uh, on those committees as chair and, and member of the bylaws and cornerstone. What would be some of the advice that you would maybe have for the brethren? I mean, you've been to all the lodges. You've, you've touched on a lot of areas in the district. What would be some of your advice to the brethren in the district? You know, it, it's funny because you, you were talking about communication. And I think, Gino, you, when you're reaching out for the app, I notice you'll say, oh, you know, who's doing this or who's doing what? And you get responses. Um, I was talking to uh, Worship Brother Don Cipollone, who's in charge of the blood donor. And we were kind of talking about the fact that, you know, you'll send out an email and you'll get five or six secretaries respond. And then, and then you push it again and you get another five or six. And, you know, we're all busy. We're all volunteers. We're doing that kind of thing. So I think for lodges, communication is key. And, and the app's a great way to do it. Um, you know, get those secretaries. And it doesn't have to be the secretary. Find your, you know, your brother, Steve Sprott, and uh, put him in charge of your Twitter account. And then you're good to go. But you just want to make sure that that information's getting out to everybody. Um, the work that I've seen has been good, and we all struggle with having the depth. You know, and Zeradatha, we've really been stuck with that for a number of years. Um, there's certain things I can do, and I can do really well. Um, you know, I can do a junior warden's lecture on a moment's notice, but some lodges don't have that. And there's a lot of work I can't do. So when we went up to the third degree the other day, you know, I, I was pretty much tapped out. I've, I've got a couple of pieces that I've always done in the third, but I can't sit there and do the traditional history and this and that. And so it's get a good sense of what your, your boys can do. Um, I did a survey a number of years ago in, uh, in Zeradatha and I just put out all the, the rubrics for all three degrees. And I said, all right, just check off. What can you do? And then we looked at that and we said, okay, well, we're really weak in certain areas. And so then Worship Brother Chris Wilson said, well, you know, something we don't have is the, um, the actual the secrets in each degree. So he went out and he learned them. And then all of a sudden, we've got somebody. And now that, he's sitting, yeah, yeah, now that he's yeah. sitting as master, he has no choice. He's got to be in the degree. So he does the obligation. Then he does the, you know, raises the guy. Then he goes over and does all the secrets with them. And he, he does such a fabulous That's job awesome. with it. Yeah. But it's knowing knowing who you've got, knowing what you've got, 
And uh, in, in my line of work, we call it a gap analysis. And I, I don't know, I think that's what the business world calls it too. But you know, you look at where you want to be and how you're going to get there. And uh, if I think if more lodges really took that on themselves, traveling, of course, has been huge. Um, Zeradatha getting back into the traveling and going for the travel. You know, we went from no one having heard of us, and now we all joke that we're like the villains of the district. And you know, every official visit, Here's it's like just, yeah, Here just beat Zeradatha. That's all Sharon we want. Again. Here's Blackwood yeah. again. The usual suspects. Yeah. Huh? I tell you, I keep yeah. my joke is one day I'm going to post on the app. Uh, official meeting was canceled tonight. <laughs> Sorry, and then Rising Sun will finally wake up. Just a well, but it's but that it's that kind of thing, yeah, you know. In Toronto Don Valley, um, we, there's two temples and 19 lodges. So you're either at your temple or you're at the other one. So going back and forth, you know, you want to hit half the lodges in your district. You're going to your own temple. Yeah, yeah. we're really different here. But then you see the diversity. Like I'm sitting here in a room, the Rising Sun, Delta Lodge, you know, Robertson. You've got three in this building, and you've got um, Worship Brother Dowling artwork up and I mean he was a past master there at Ethel Lodge yeah. and we don't have anything like you've got but then we don't you don't have anything like what we've got so you've got those beautiful pieces um the lodge down in Claremont is one of my favorites like almost an original building being out in true blue looking up at that huge wall handling or wall hang, hanging um that's talking about Albion right and the fact that it's Canada West you know th there's history there's depth here and beauty and getting out to the different lodges seeing these things that's just something that, uh, that, you know, an experience unlike any other. Right. And that's, to me, that's the sell. That's how you get your, your younger guys out. And that's what lodges need to be doing is the traveling piece as well. And it's hard. You know, it's hard being out an extra night a month. Mm -hmm. But if you ask all of your key officers or all of your key guys, come out once. Over the course of the year, pick one meeting and just go to one. You know, if, as master, I'll try to be there with you. Then automatically, you just, you're there. Yep. You know? And uh, we see that with some of our lodges. They'll, they'll send one guy, and it's always just one guy. But that's okay, because yeah. he's always there. There's always one representation, yeah. then that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And insight. So he'll share yeah. the word. And contrast. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. To share yeah. with the brethren. Yeah. Changing gears a little bit now. So uh, obviously aspiring for District Deputy Grand Master. That's, that's what they uh, tell me. That's a big, big step forward. Um, what, what's uh, motivating you to put your name forward for this? Um, that's, that's a great one. You know, I, a number of years ago, um, a former uh, right worshipful came to me and said, so you, you're going to run? And I said, no, I, you know, I'm master. I, I've, got, I've got some time. He said, okay, well, the time's going to come. And when it does, give me a call. I said, okay, thanks. I really appreciate it. And um, then another right worshipful said something like that to me. And another one. And, and somebody else said, so when are you going to be... And, and they weren't a mason. They said, so when are you going to be grandmaster or whatever? And I said, well, I'm not going to be grandmaster anytime soon. And probably, probably <laughs> never, but, um, you know, thanks for the vote of confidence. Um, but it was just a, a bunch of conversations that got me started. And it was something that was kind of like, I, it went from that's nothing that I'm, I'm capable of. It's nothing I'm ready for to, well, maybe in a few years. Um, I was always told you had to be a past master for five years, and then I was master three out of four years in a row. So it kind of, I never got to that five years of past master. Um, you were a little busy, huh? Yeah, just a little. <laughs> but it, it kind of, it just, everything worked. Um, there was this beautiful meshing of my um, private and uh, public avocations that came together and kind of said, this is, this is a good time. And my family's young enough that they're not going to miss me too much, and I know that... You know, I'm, I'm going to be 
not able to take on that kind of level of responsibility for a number of years as they grow up because I want to be at the games, I want to be yeah, at the recitals. Right. So this is the right time and my work life is settled. I'm not, you know, I'm not looking at any changes there uh, particularly. Um, and the district is hurting. Um, you know, we've seen Scott, uh, Right Worshipful Brother Scott Rickman has done an incredible service to this district. Um, and I think establishing the bylaws committee was a big part of that. But we know that there's a lot of disharmony in the district. There's still a lot of issues, um, that bloody Article 8 that's, uh, that's over top of us. And we're looking at these things. And I, I think this is a time where uh, my leadership is about building re relationships. And it's about bringing people together. Um, education, obviously, as a teacher is a big thing. But helping people see um, a, a way forward together. And that, I think, is something the lodge, the district needs right now, the lodges need. And so if I'm the right man for the job, then, well, you guys will let me know. And if I'm not, that's okay, too, because I can always try again. <laughs> Maybe you could comment a little bit on Grand Lodge mm -hmm. participation. You know, as, as district deputy grandmaster, obviously there's a connection mm -hmm. and a very important one there. How do you see Grand Lodge playing a bigger role or, or making that connection with Grand Lodge in the future? You know, Grand Lodge is such an interesting entity. Um, we have so many guys that want to be a part of it and that go out for the elections every year that really push to uh, have those opportunities. And then we kind of forget that they're there. Um, you know, we have members of Grand Lodge in our district. Um, Fairy Worship Brother Paul Natale is at every visit. I mean, he has not missed a thing. He's got a perfect attendance. That's impressive, yeah. huh? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't have a single student with a perfect, <laughs> perfect attendance record. So, um, And, you know, we have these guys, and they're there. But it, it goes back to that whole thing about, you know, to be one, ask one, right? You know, we don't think about asking for help from Grand Lodge. Um, but when we do, oh, well, they've got everything. And I think as a struggling lodge, Zeradatha kind of reached out and said, look, you know, we need, do you have any advice? oh, well, you know, we don't, but why don't you talk to this lodge, talk to this guy, talk to this person. And then it was, well, have you thought about changing your bylaws? Oh, my God, I wouldn't know how to do that. Oh, it's not that hard. Talk to this guy. He's going to help you out. And then it was just one piece after another. You find the right people. Um, they help make it clear. And I, I've, for some, <laughs> my, when I was first brought in as an apprentice, um, Fair, uh, right, Warshaw brother Leonard Levy, who was just, he was the guy. He knew everything. He could do every piece of work. He had been around forever. Um, and he told me, well, you got to read this book of Constitution. And I was a new Mason, so I did it. Um, so I've actually read the entire Constitution cover to cover. And I mean, that thing is archaic in some places. Um, and it, it's hard, you know, if you're trying to make changes to know, oh, well, there's sections back here under lodges, but then there's also se sections under district and then there's sections under Grand Lodge. And I think what Grand Lodge is able to do is, again, it, it helps you plot your course and find your way through those things. But unless you ask, they're not going to be there. Right. Um, and so I think that's the piece at any lodge or any person that's looking for help with masonry or wants to know more. It's about sending that first email. Um, they're always happy to help. They're always there, but they don't want to be pushy either. And I think we've seen that where, um, you know, a hundred and some years ago, Zeradatha actually had, was in a fight with Grand Lodge because Grand Lodge wanted to do a Grand Lodge charity. And uh, Zeradatha said, no, we want to do this close to home. We don't want to give our money to you. We want to give it to the people that are here. And so this went on for 10 or 15 years, and, and it was in the, the uh, proceedings. Every year it got written up, and it was this whole big thing. And it finally was a grandmaster who showed up and said, look, you know, we, we're both talking charity, so let's talk about how we can make this happen. Yeah. 
And I think that's what Grand Lodge does is it brings that bigger picture, but then is able to help you narrow it down to your local focus. One of the opportunities you've had this uh, past year, of course, I've seen you in Lodge uh, around the district. You, yeah. you don't miss too many. I'm glad you see me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's fun, actually. And one of the things that probably puts you in a unique situation, of course, as an aspirant for DDGM and also the work that you've done in the committees is what, uh, what are some of the best practices that you see in lodges around the district and in your travels in general? Um, right off the top, it's communication. Mm. Um, you know, we've all been at a meeting, we've all been in an official visit where someone pulls out five minutes ahead. Um, and when I first was installing master, I remember my mentor sitting there and saying, the worst part about being installing master is 12 to 1230 the afternoon of, you know, your, of your installation. I've heard this before. Because that's when people are going to start pulling out. Yeah. And, you know, we know this happens, but if you're communicating about it, if you're open about it, um, if you make sure that there's certain people, and again, it comes to knowing who's on your list, and if they're not on your list, who you can call. You know, Right Worship Brother uh, Joe Whitmore, I talked about him earlier. He's somebody you can call, and if he can't do it, he knows five guys who can, and he can get them there. Um, best practices, getting your entered apprentices, your fellow crafts, your master masons involved. Mm-hmm. Don't, like, not just sitting on the north or the south and kind of watching the ship go by. Get them into the degree work. Get them into the nights. Um, don't run degree work all the time. Uh, my, my lodge in Mount Sinai Pillars, you know, we were doing a degree every month, some month two, some doubles. Um, I stopped doubles entirely, my yeah. year's master. I, I don't believe in a double. I think the night needs to be for the man. Mm-hmm. If you need to run another night, then do it. Um, but I, I mean, a double second and a pinch, but I think your entered apprentice and your master mason have to be individuals. Now, if, and we've had situations where it's brothers or things like that, hey, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. But, um, you know, just being aware of making it special for the guy and then not doing a degree every time because then the entered apprentice who was just brought in, he's like, well, this is all we do. Yeah. So I guess I wasn't really that special. So changing it up and offering other things. Um, and of course, you know, I, I firmly, uh, agree with worship brother Al Dresser in this one is education giving us something every meeting yeah. that is going to be interesting that's going to be different a guy can come out and see an entered apprentice every night of the month if he wants to um, and doesn't have to travel too far to get it so what can you give him and that's that value added and it's you know coming up with it and and there's questions and answers from Grand Lodge it's a you know great published book that you can use there's um, three five seven minute um, speeches that is out that's published i forget which grand lodge published that one but there's all these little books that give you the information worship brother al dresser has done such a great job pumping out a whole bunch of education materials to lodges this year so he's got that material as well Um, there's some on the facebook there's some you know on twitter it's everywhere and so just getting out there it's not hard but having one person who's willing to sit down and say you know every lodge i'm going to do a five minute piece and that's cornerstone so it all connects and i think the lodges that get it they, they take that big picture view. They've read the cornerstone. They get the education. They understand the district committees, the grand log committees, and then they pull it all together and they make something beautiful. And that, Connected to me, is off. what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Maybe one last question for you is um, what, um, what would you be your priorities for uh, your year as DDGM? Um, my priority is finding good people to run the, uh, the committees. And, and letting them shine. Um, I think the great thing about being DD is I'd get to take a step back. 
um, and kind of be there for them. Um, we've talked a little bit about the disharmony and obviously that's a big piece and I'm really pleased to see a lot of the ideas I had, uh, Right Worship Brother Scott Rickman has already done. And so he's done a lot of these pieces to build that harmony. And I think my priority would be to establish those relationships and get past these last few hurdles and do what it takes to get there. Um, you know, you want to leave something a little better than you found it. Mm -hmm. And that's always the trick. Um, so those, I think, are my two priorities, just really getting to some of the people in the district that may not have had their voices heard and get them out there a little bit more um, and to bring back some of that brotherly love and relief and, and truth that we know is so important and uh, going from there. Um, I, I like the opportunity to sit down and, and talk with some of the guys that have done the job and see what they, where they think we need to go. Um, I, I have plans. I don't know how much I want to talk about them because part of it is, you know, what is it? You want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. Um, I am a big fan of that kind of work and I, right. I love that kind of piece, but I think you got to just kind of go with it as it comes. And that's something else that I'm, I'm good at. I, um, I'm eloquent in the moment, not because I've written everything down, but because I kind of, I've thought things through and then I follow the path that the conversation comes to. So I think we can do that as a, as a district as well, get a sense of where we want to go and uh, go from there. But I, I see our uh, brother Steve uh, Sprott there showing you the time. I think I've been talking too much, so I'll give it back over to you. Well, we very much appreciate the insight you've shared with us today. We, we certainly learned a lot, as yeah, we, we always do, and, and hence the reason why we love doing this podcast is sitting down with, with uh, Masons who care so deeply. So thank you for your time you. and, and sharing your point of view. Um, at this point, I think we're going to go through the secretary's desk and, and clear that off. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We got a few items on the old app, I guess, right. so to speak. First of first off, we have the Grand Masters reception coming up on April 30th, and uh, that one, I believe, there's still some tickets available for. So contacting Right Worshipful Brother Scott Rickman would be the opportunity to get into that. That should be a very special night. Absolutely, and uh, again, just a reminder, brethren, that uh, there are no tickets at the door. So if you really want to go, you need to definitely give a shout out to uh, Right Worshipful Brother Scott Rickman for those tickets. And then on May 1st, we have Corinthian Lodge official visit in Newmarket. And then finally, I believe you have a, an event you're attending as well. Uh, it is Malone Lodge, I believe. They're uh, having Grand Lodge come and put on a quick, uh, I guess, workshop about long-range planning. And that's something that every district should be, or not every district, sorry, every lodge should be looking at just to see where they're at and start planning uh, quite, uh, quite ahead to grow their lodges, to make them, again, strong and vibrant and, uh, and just look for the long term. So yeah, that's uh, one that I'll be going to. Unfortunately, I won't be going to the official visit or installation. I will be attending <laughs> that one. Couldn't split in three, huh? Nope. And then there's one more on here that I think is worthy of a mention, a 70-year Masonic pin presentation to Brother Art Moody. And this is being put on by Union Lodge and Roland Lodge for joint effort. Um, this is happening on Tuesday, May 21st at 7.30. So I think this is a very That's unique amazing. event. We don't hear about this very often. No. That's incredible. It's, hey, it's all on the app. It's all on the app, exactly. That information is readily available on the app. And I think that clears our secretary's desk for, for this podcast anyway. It does. All right. Well, again, thank you, Worshipful Brother Don Kemble, for sitting down with us. Uh, maybe any final thoughts as, uh, as we say goodbye in this episode? 
Uh, well, thanks. I mean, it's been completely my honor being here. Uh, this is just such an incredible experience. And I got to say, you know, it just it feels so good to sit and be having a conversation with you boys. It's uh, it's something special. Um, you know, it's been an amazing year. And, you know, traveling the district the way we have, uh, Worship Brother uh, Emilio Testa and I, we've seen such incredible things. And I mean, having his support has been has made it all possible. Um, but being out there and, and seeing the, the work that's being done, meeting some guys that I didn't know so well, um, you know, getting to know some good friends better and, and that whole piece, it really does speak to me about what masonry is really all about. And that is those relationships, those opportunities to come together. And uh, I, I, any way that this goes, it's going to be a great year and I can't wait to see what we do. And I just... I can't wait to hear your next podcast. I'm looking forward to it. I, I've got the subscription going, and uh, that's that's wonderful. good news. We thought it was just us who was subscribing. So it's great to hear we have another one. I've clicked on at least 105 <laughs> times myself. That's where those 200 uh, yeah, counts came in, right? We're getting there. Well, with that, we will uh, say good afternoon and uh, thank you again for joining us. Absolutely. Thank Join you us on the next episode of the First Three Knots. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The First Three Knocks. Happy to meet, sorry to part, happy to meet again. <laughs>